down that the person is toxic but you decided to stay what is that saying exactly about you it also means that you are toxic yourself but at the same time no toxic person would feel comfortable calling themselves toxic the one thing about being toxic is that even if sometimes you'll find people bragging about how toxic they are nobody really know how toxic they really are they don't really know how this is affecting their lives and how this is affecting them as a whole the one thing we have to remember about anybody who's a toxic person they'll always be struggling mentally emotionally and sometimes physically despite the fact they don't wear it on the outside they will always be dealing with those situations let's talk about the relationship that you're in right now are you mentally safe emotionally safe or physically safe to be in that relationship do you think that the relationship that you're in is it toxic is it medium toxic hard toxic or small toxic you see that was a tricky question because toxic is toxic no matter what the level of toxin is and for you to be able to accept a certain level of toxic from somebody else that also means that you are toxic yourself better yet let's talk about your last relationship was your last relationship toxic when you got out of that relationship what did you do before getting yourself into this new relationship as i always talk about did you give yourself time to heal did you find ways to understand what the problem was from your last relationship did you fix things with yourself before getting yourself in this new relationship or are you finding yourself being in more toxic relationships every day it's like every time you happen to date somebody they are always toxic why is that yo we had to frame it up right the voice of reason is in the building and i got another topic another heater this is very important to me this show is important to me the messaging around this show is important to me number one zoe's not perfect we lead with that we lead with that zoe cannot be an expert of your experience zoe can only be an expert of his own experience yet i am the curator of these conversations that lead us into a deeper self-reflection, right? The thing that bothers me about all the dating coaches and just, listen, you can find 5 million videos of people talking about let them go. Leave them. They're toxic. Get away from them. Get away from the negative people in your life. Cut them off. They need to be separated from you. Listen. As the brother outlined in the video or the audio that you just heard. There's something toxic in you. That resonates, that relates, that connects with toxic people. I'm tired of this blame culture. They did something to me. They did me wrong. Oh, the only bad thing I did was make a bad choice. No, something's up with your spirit. Okay? Sums up with your spirit. And there are not enough people talking about the spiritual aspect of relating.
Why did you attract that person? What in your spirit is kin to the disturbance you claim they brought to you? Is this real? It's claim over blame. Is your relationship with yourself as toxic as the people you date or are married to? Questions. Can you have a toxic relationship with yourself? If so, how does this toxicity express itself within your intimate relationships? I want to read off the other 200 questions I got, but I'm not going to do it. I want you to sit with that question. Can you have a toxic relationship with yourself? Are you in a toxic relationship with yourself? If so, how does this toxicity express itself within your intimate relationships? Can you answer that question without blaming, without bringing somebody else in? When we come forward, the voice of reason is going to open up the phone lines because this is a discussion that you're all invited to. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 15. You know you want some more. More. It's the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. I think you'll find, sir, that there will come a time when black people wake up and become intellectually independent enough to think for themselves as other humans are intellectually independent enough to think for themselves then the black man will think like a black man and he will feel for other black people and this new thinking and feeling will cause black people to stick together and then at that point you'll have a situation where when you attack one black man you are attacking all black men And this type of black thinking will cause all black people to stick together. And this type of thinking also will bring an end to the brutality inflicted upon black people by white people. And it is the only thing that will bring an end to it. No federal court, state court, or city court will bring an end to it. It's something that the black man has to bring an end to himself. Wow. You already know that my co-host is my playlist. That's a great record right there. Y'all don't know about it just yet. But that track is called Black on Purpose, featuring legendary, the prince of all of us, Malcolm X. And uh, it's produced by Salam Remy. Now, Salam Remy is a hip-hop producer who also does jazz and all types of other music. And this is a new album that he put out. But that particular track is called Black on Purpose featuring Malcolm X. Salam Remy. All right, let's get to the topic. Again, 1-800-920-1580. This is a caller-driven show. We want to hear from you. This is a conversation. Zoe is not uh, uh, an expert here. We are doing this together or we're not doing it at all. So I have to ask these questions. Is your relationship, what is the state 
of your relationship with yourself. If you could give yourself from one to 10, 10 being fantastic, one being horrible, right? Where would you rank the quality of your relationship with yourself, right? Do you treat yourself the way you want other people to treat you? Do you give to yourself everything that you ask of others? And if you do give all this stuff to yourself, whatever it is, whatever it may be, attention, approval, acceptance, acknowledgement, love, empathy, if you're giving yourself all of that, do you still need to ask from others? I'm just asking the question. I am posing the question. I want you guys to think deeply about it. Have you mastered giving yourself what you demand of your significant other? If so, why demand anything from them? 1-800-920-1580. How do you stop someone from treating you badly? Can you stop someone from treating you badly? Sure you can. Physically. Right. You can physically leave or you can physically attempt to try to make them change. Right. But the reality of it is. You change them, you change them. By changing yourself. If you start to treat yourself, but I, I don't know, I don't know, I, I, I want to say it, I want to say it, but I don't want to say it definitively. I don't want to say it absolutely. I want your help in helping me navigate this understanding. Is that a true or false? If you treat yourself better, if you love on yourself, if you are self-attentive, if you employ self-empathy, will the people outside of you do the same for you? It's a real simple question. But it's nuanced. I, I, I want to know. Right. I want to understand. The quality of your relationship, because I firmly believe. Relationship is a mirror. Relationship is a highly reflective mirror where the biofeedback you get from your partner is your personal curriculum. I believe that is the spiritual purpose of why we relate. Is growing up inwardly, listen, the easiest way to leave a toxic relationship? Maybe y'all didn't hear that. Is growing up inwardly, is spiritually maturing the easiest way to leave a toxic relationship? Sure. There are other ways. You could just leave. You can ghost. Ghosting is probably the easiest, right? But I'm talking about leaving it and not carrying it with you. See, you can ghost somebody without doing any self-work, and you can never talk to that person again, never speak to that person again, but you still carry that with you. Oh, yeah, that's how spirit works. 
So I come back to the question, is growing up inwardly the easiest way to leave a relationship? Many people leave relationships physically, but not psychologically, not spiritually. There's so much residue. What, uh, what do they call that stuff inside? I don't smoke weed. So, so weed people help me. Is stuff inside the pipe? What is that called? Resin. Is so much resin. <laughs> Spiritual resin. <laughs> you you done ghosted somebody, but the resin is all over you. Right? How do you how do you reconcile with someone else if you have yet to reconcile? with self i'm really trying to understand 1-800-920-1580 get to your phone lines right now call me right now i want to talk to you right now i want to check in on the state of your relationship with yourself do you have a toxic relationship with self paulo coelho put this on twitter he said how people treat you is a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. Agree or disagree? True or false? Is it a direct reflection of how it treat uh, of how they treat themselves? Is that just a unidirectional thing? Nature isn't unidirectional. There is a corresponding movement for everything in nature. Most people do not understand that feng shui means feng shui, air and water. Did you know air and water have the same kind of currents? But because we don't look at air as having currents like water, we think they're two totally different elements. Feng shui. The movement, the flowing of things, that's air and water. A lot of people don't understand that. Feng Shui. You saw it personified in a cartoon called The Last Airbender when the character that is the last airbender is of the air element and his biggest advocate, who later turns out to be his woman, is of the water tribe. They, they wrote that into the cartoon. One of the deepest Nickelodeon. I made my kids watch every season, three seasons. Again, feng shui, right? There is a corresponding element to everything in nature. So is Paulo Coelho correct when he says how people treat you is a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves? Hmm? Do you think? I think it goes both ways. What if you have a person who is treating you good because they're fearful of losing you? What if you have a person that is treating you good because at the end of the day, they're in search of a payout, right? Some kind of payoff. I'm, I'm doing this because I believe in them and the potential and, and it's going to show up. Watch, it's going to pay off at the end. I'm going to get what I want. So add nuance to, to Paulo Coelho's Twitter here. He, he says, his tweet, he says, how people treat you 
is a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. I say it goes both ways. Sometimes you get the person that treats you wrong because of the toxic relationship you're currently in with yourself. And many of you are cheating on yourself with your external partner. You're using your external partner to do all the things necessary to avoid the internal work. So as long as the stimulation is on high, as long as the activities are popping, as long as you're, 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 you're going on vacation, you're going to the islands, you're going to concerts, you're dancing, uh, you're eating, you're, as long as you're doing all of that, you don't have time to focus on probably the most important relationship you could ever be in. Now, I know people don't want to hear this. The universe, reality, is holographic. If you're cheating on any aspect of your being, you become a beacon for cheaters. Oh, I know. I People say, why do people cheat? Oh, he just selfish. He just greedy. Well, why did it happen to you? Hmm? Huh? The human being is somewhat of an antenna, a spiritual antenna. Who's picking up your signal? Nobody asked the question, why are they in my life? Listen very carefully. People don't treat others. They treat themselves. They invest in you. If they expect to be rewarded. No rewards. No advance, uh, No investments. The reason you treat yourself negatively is because you believe you are worthless. That belief is advertised through your decisions and consequent behavior. Advertised, that was the term. When others read the advertisements claiming your total lack of value, people know there will be no rewards and will behave nasty in defense of their own resources. They don't want to be used without compensation. This is where transactionalism comes in. Oh, I know this is a tough topic. And a lot of people love this show. But y'all call in in droves when we having fun talking about astrology. But when I want to get deep, y'all get quiet. I want to talk about the state of your relationship with yourself. It was Carl Jung who first said, everything that irritates us about others can lead us to a deeper understanding of ourselves. Everyone is a mirror. Our own reflection in others shows us not only who we are, but also how to be better. Now the question is, do you wanna be better? Or do you want someone to do it for you? Do you want somebody to show up 
and give you all of the things that you have the internal resources to give yourself. The real, the real question is, are you spiritually lazy? That's now I, I know. I know. Y'all, y'all want to be fancy and say little words and terms like, oh yeah, uh, we we existed before and we chose this experience and we chose our parents and we signed a contract and we have spiritual amnesia. But when it comes down to actually doing the work, not talking about it, but doing the work. When was the last time you sat with yourself without critiquing yourself? When is the last time you, you, loved on you? When was the last time you praised you? When was the last time you were self-attentive? When was the last time you were able to look at yourself without judgment? without squirming, without trying to get away, without trying to intellectualize. Oh, I'm this way because, and had my daddy been around and had this. When when was the last time you just enjoyed you as you are? When was the last time? Hmm? Okay, do something simple. When was the last time you took yourself out to eat? 1-800-920-158. I see the phone lines are starting to pop. This is a real discussion, and I want to get down to the nitty-gritty. Who are you? Well, you're going to have to answer the question. Who are you? Because if you're not doing this work, and you don't know who you are when you walk into that relationship, trust me, tragedy is on the way. When we come forward the voice of reason will go to the phone lines hey let's get this conversation cooking he's on fire tonight tonight. it's the voice of reason with zoe williams exclusively on kbla talk 1580 i have a whole intro done to this record amazing record called imani by i am nobody And he spells his name in a unique way. It's all one word. I am nobody. And he spells body with an I. Great record from 2014. I am nobody. Faith. Or it's called Imani. And I wanted to get us into this vibe tonight, man. It's a vibe, man. This is is about going inside. We got to get comfortable with who we are on the inside. We spend a lot of time creating a mask. We spend a lot of time creating a persona. We, we spend a lot of... There's so many people running around here talking about their confidence. But really what they are are confidence men. Back in the day, a confidence man was a hustler, a street hustler. Right? It was a con artist. A confidence man was a con artist. And many of us... Our confidence is rooted in how we con ourselves. We're okay. Ain't nothing wrong with me. That's their their problem. They're the issue. They're the common denominator. How? this? I ask this question all the time. How did they get into your sphere 
of influence. If ain't nothing wrong with you, how do you attract the same types of persons? And let's not act like we haven't done that. Right? We've, we've attracted variants of the same person. COVID-19, 20, 21, 22, 24. We had COVID-56. It's still COVID underneath. <laughs> Why does that happen? D- do you understand? Sean from Oakland, get in here, brother. Hey, brother. So what a, another amazing show, Zoda, because you make me think. And I can tell you, you know, I'm 55. I want to always tell, give context. And I am very imperfect. I've made every mistake on the planet, been married 30 years, together 35 and all that. But what you just said was something that comes to, there's two things that came to my uh, mind as awareness. Number one, awareness. Are you awareness of your level of toxicity? Mm. Because I am not free from toxicity, okay? But... I am aware that I am not free of toxicity. Mm. So that means I'm always trying to the best of my ability. And and every morning I use that time to meditate and and think about things when everyone else is asleep. You know, I try to get my sleep and do the best I can. I'm I'm not better than anybody else and all that. But the the biggest weakness um, that, you know, if I'm going to criticize, not blame, but if I'm going to criticize uh, human beings, is that um, the biggest weakness, and maybe it's human nature, but it's a bad instinct, is to blame. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I truly, I, and I learned that way late in life. I wasn't one of those that blame people all the time, but I did it enough in my past to understand how unproductive that is. Right. right? Because I need to work on myself, as you're talking about, to become better. I don't need to blame anybody else, no matter the situation. I'll even take the blame sometimes when I had very little to do with anything in the situation, just because I would rather not have that toxic um, conversation with people that's so unproductive. Right. But no, I'm always looking at my level of toxicity. I always have something there that isn't going to jive with somebody. Mm -hmm. But I'm always trying to be thoughtful of it. Mm -hmm. And that way, you know, I know I can never make everyone happy because of what I do. And no one's going to make me happy, whatever they do. But it's a constant work in progress. Your wit Mm. that kind of can... Get us all together in relationships because it's not just your significant other that you want to spend the rest of your life with and raise children with. It's all the other people around you. That's why relationships, as you have pointed out so eloquently, are so doggone important. Yes. Thank you, Sean. Once again, Sean opens up the show with the phone calls. The number to dial is 1-800-920-1580 if you want to bring your city in the building. As Sean just brought Oakland into the building, all you got to do is call me and join the discussion. The reason why I go so hard on relationships in our community is really simple. We all 
want some type of unity, right? If the black man, that's why I played the Malcolm X piece earlier at the beginning, at the top of the hour. Yeah, the black man come together, black woman come together. We're not going to come together if we don't recontextualize our understanding of the purpose of relationships. Relationships are not just about your insulated and isolated experience with your significant other. It's not. It's about us all. Because we fragmented, uh, you know, disaggregate. We're always, and then when it's time for something to happen where you need all of us to come together, there's divergent opinion. And I'm not saying we should become monolithic. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we don't even come together to have the discussion until it's voting time. I'm saying relationships, the quality of our relationships determine the quality of our community. If the relationships are out of whack, there will not be partnerships. There will not be understanding across communities. So we, this, this is why relationship is such an important piece we got to do the internal work by ourselves. We're, we're a work in progress. That's number one. Number two, we got to build stronger families, right? Number three, we got to start building stronger communities. But we can't do that until we look at the relationship with ourself. What did you pick up from your absentee father? Because if your father was absent, you think, oh, okay. You think uh, he didn't he didn't do nothing for me. Do you know LeBron James' absentee father put the battery in Le LeBron James's back by virtue of his absence? His void, the void, created the fuel for LeBron to never look back. And I know nobody would nobody would really look at it that way. I am though. Does that mean LeBron wouldn't trade everything? Would he? I don't know. Would he trade everything he has in order to start it all over again and say, Dad is here? Nothing in the universe is wasted. The man's absence turned into rocket fuel for LeBron's success, not only as a ball player, but as a dad. LeBron became the dad he wished he had. All because of the absence of his father. Now we can beat his father up, but would you? Would LeBron change something? Oh, uh oh! When we come forward, Zoe's gonna get on the phone. The phone lines is cracking. I see it. Listen, call me. This is a real conversation. What is the quality of the relationship you have with yourself? Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Because this show is about self-reflection tonight. This is Jack Herrera. The record is called City Lights. The group is called Jack Herrera. John B. and two other gentlemen, a brother named Silky and a brother named Dominique, Dominique Quinn 
Man, an amazing, amazing album. The The album is called Retro Futuristo. I was in the studio when it was recorded over 20 years ago, and it never came out. It got shelved. So it just recently came out. It's on Apple. Uh, what is that? What is it? Apple Music? Apple Music. It's on Apple Music, Spotify, all of that right now. Go get the Jack Herrera album. An amazing, an amazing album, man. John B. John B. had a group. Nobody knew about it. Jack Herrera. Let's get to the phone lines. Let's go to the person that was on the longest. Big Floss, Inglewood, California. Let's go. Big Zo, what you know? Hey, man, I'm just sitting here doing what I do. I know you over there stanking because you keeping it real. <laughs> Let's but, go. Uh, I just... uh. You asked the question, how uh, would one rate themselves? Mm-hmm. I personally will rate myself a 7.5 because, you know, we are all on a journey as opposed to a destination. Mm-hmm. So for me to rate myself anything above so, it would be indicative of me being uh, kind of full of myself. In my personal opinion, hey man, I'm not mad. Uh, I'm not mad out of at a seven point five out of ten. I ain't, I ain't mad at that. Keep going because I have room to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm fifty three years old, but I still have a lot of time to grow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a song that a lot of people should listen to by KRS One. Love's gonna get you. Woo, great record. It came out on late uh, 80s. Yeah. On uh, the Edutainment album. Edutainment, I think it was 1990. Great record. Yeah. Right, right. It was late 80s, early 90s. Mm -hmm. And um, I only bring up that to say, like, you know, when it comes to self-evaluation, we need to stop appreciating the materialistic aspects that like like for example if i were to purchase a 65 inch tv mounted everything and it has all the works all the perks mm-hmm. i love this tv wait wait but is that big floss. reciprocated wait big floss we got to take a quick intermission but stay with me because you cooking right now i like the krs1 love's gonna get you metaphor i love it Hold tight. When we come forward, I'm going back to Inglewood. Big Floss. Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Boy, that's the cartoons, man. I done told y'all the cartoons is different. Let me get my brother Big Floss in here to wrap up his thought real quick. We back on KBLA Talk 1580. This is the voice of reason. Big Floss from Inglewood was really breaking something down that I want to hear. Brother, you got a minute to do it. Oh, yes, sir. Real quick. And I love the way you brought in the uh, the cartoon, The Airbender. Yeah, yeah. I just have to say that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. But to wrap it up, I brought up that song because... More times than not, we appreciate materialistic things and we appreciate ourselves. Mm. Self-care is the best care. 
whatever it is, whether you meditate, whether you pray, you work out, whatever congeals that mind, body, and spirit, that's what we need to focus on as an individual. I love it, brother. And that, that's all I have to say. Hey, Big Floss, always a pleasure, brother. Call yes, in any time. Listen. One love to everyone. Yes, sir. Listen, let me just do this real quick. Because I know, Daryl, please, Daryl, hang on the line, brother, because we're up against it. I want to get you at the top of the hour where you got room to speak. But let me just say this. Part, I, I don't say self-care. I don't use the word care. I say self-empathy. When one empathizes with oneself, look at oneself without judgment, right? And for me, if you're going to have the real relationship that you've always wanted, you're going to have to really have the relationship with yourself first. How do you do that? You're going to have to ask yourself some deep questions. And I say create a journal for each of these questions, right? What do I feel like I'm missing in my life? See, sometimes we think it's a relationship. We get a relationship and find ourselves unfulfilled, right? We don't understand all that relationship entails. Relationship is school. If you're not ready to go to school, if you're not ready to do the work, then relationships will be difficult, right? What are some of my long-term and short-term goals? And why do I even categorize them as such, right? What are some of my passions? What are my values? What is my purpose in life? What are some things that I love about myself, but other things that I, I don't think highly of? These are all journal questions, right? Listen, when we come forward, I'm going to talk to my brother Daryl in Los Angeles. He's going to help me answer some of these questions. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. And accountability. The voice of reason. Let me ask you a question. What would happen to you in your life if you stopped trying to control things as much? That you did everything you could to succeed, to achieve your goals, to take action, but you let go of the attachments of things happening the way that you believe they're supposed to happen. In fact, how can you give yourself love? How can you connect more with yourself? And for me, there's been many different ways. Number one, what about just spending time with yourself? If you're in a relationship, how do you let someone know that you love them? You're gonna spend time with them. Well, how often do you spend time with yourself? A study that was done at the University of California years ago, and they took people that were severely depressed, clinically depressed. A lot of them were on antidepressants. They did an exercise where 20 minutes a day, they did one thing, well, two things really. They smiled, okay, but a big grin on their face, and they looked up. And they just did that for 20 minutes a day. Now, the results of this were pretty extraordinary. Just by having people smile and look up, what they found was they weren't able to be depressed. You know, in fact, you could try it right now. If you put a big smile on your face and look up, you try to get depressed. I bet you can't do it. Try to be angry, try to be frustrated. You can't because biochemically, when you do that, when you smile and you look up, your brain releases different chemicals. When you're always trying to control life and believing that life has to be a certain way, this has to happen or this shouldn't happen, and then oftentimes what happens is people, they're always stressed out, they always have anxiety, they're always living in fear, they're always 
suffering on some level because life is totally uncertain. Life is unknown. And so what they found by doing this with the, the group of people that they did this for is that they were not only able to overcome the depression, but a lot of them were off antidepressants and had a long-term effect on them as well. And it was just so powerful that they were able to accomplish this just by doing that every day. A lot of them habitually changed the way they used their facial expressions because typically right now we have a habitual way of using our body. We've all heard the expression that emotion is created by motion and that the more that you move and use your body, it biochemically affects how you feel. My challenge for you is to build a better relationship with you. Come on, that's what tonight's topic is. Is your relationship with yourself as toxic as the people you date or are married to? You can't mistreat yourself and be treated well. (laughs) Ah, man. Just be honest. Okay. Let me get my brother, uh, uh, Daryl, back in here. Daryl? Hey. Because I know you was about to cook, man. man. I know you was about to cook. Let's do it. I'll, I'll burn up the rest of the hour, dude. <laughs> because only I can't say this to everybody. Like, dude, the way your delivery is, and the way you you take people defenses down, and the way you peel people back like an onion, just getting them to look inward at themselves, and that's where it all is, right? Mm-hmm. And the way you do, the way you put it, dude. I, I'm gonna tell you, I never. I'm just glad I found your show, man. When you had uh, sat in for uh, Dr. Tijana, um, um Jashana Johnson, I, that's my sister, man. <laughs> dude, that's my sister, dude. Damn. I mean, I tell you, um, let me get into it because I don't want to. I got so much stuff I could say, but I wanted to just start with this because. In terms of having a toxic relationship with yourself, I've had it for quite some time. And I I think when it started was when I was in my late teens. Uh, I'm a Gemini, May 29, 1964. Let's go, Jim. Let's go, Gemini. But I I had a quick wit, right? And, And... and I would cut people down, dude. And then I would feel bad. Right. I mean, I, they would feel bad too. And then I would feel bad that they'd feel bad. And then I, I was like, what kind of dude am I? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I, 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 I began to suppress that side of me. Mm-hmm. And, and here I am, 58. And I, I, I can hardly find that guy. And I let people talk to me reckless. And I, I just want to lash out, but I, I, shoot, I don't want to be that guy that I was trying to avoid when I was a teen, in my teens, right? Right. And it's, it's this, it's the craziest thing. Um, but you, you kind of helping me uh, navigate back to that guy, mm-hmm. you know, and just all you, all I have to do is respect others as well as I respect myself, right? Yes, that's, yes. That's the easy and, answer. And what I was going to say, bro, is use the Bruce Lee principle. Bruce Lee says... Be like water? No, he says, take oh. what you can use. He did say be like water. But take what you can use and leave the rest. So the old you, 
that was vibrant. Because believe me, man, I'm a Gemini too. There's certain as I don't even remember. You know, man, I, I don't even you. remember how to rap anymore. I used to be a cold MC in the '90s. I used, I used to be ridiculous, and and I used to be just you know. I understand what you're talking about. I don't even remember how to do that anymore. But believe me, brother, 58 years young, my friend, you still have a lot to give. And you can find bits and pieces of that, brother, but not the bits and pieces that were hurtful to others. Man, you're a Gemini. We're, we're masters of, of, of talking, of communicating. Brother, you could get into the inspiration business where you first inspire yourself. Use that as a testimony. Build yourself up. Right. Embrace yourself without judgment. I mean, listen, we're Gemini's. We got uh, we got ideas flowing all day, and when we can't execute, we, brother, I understand. When we can't execute, we feel like we've let ourselves down. Brother, don't do that. Get out, meet some people, talk with people, let your light shine on people, and then they're gonna see you and be like, hey. You know what, brother? I got a project I'm working on. I'd love to have. Do you get what I'm saying? Well, absolutely, because that that aspect of it, you know, I totally totally embrace that. I'm not, I I have a commercial plumbing company, so I do build retail stores and stuff, and I, I'm a pretty decent uh, name in the in the industry for the, those uh, general contractors that actually build the stores. Um, I'm on Rodale now doing a Versace, a Shade Store, a Louis Vuitton, and I canceled the Chanel. If you were in Beverly Hills lately, you on Rodale Drive, they built a Chanel store. That was my largest project ever, but I had to step away because it was too big. Mm -hmm. But, though I, I appreciate you, man, and I'm going to keep listening, but I need you to let us know which one of your books had that journal in it? Because I didn't get all of your questions that you said um, uh, that you were lining up in the latter part of the last hour. You were saying, uh, what do I feel uh, that I'm missing in my life? I got that one. I got what am I passionate about? But you had another one before that one because I had to get my pen working and yeah. I missed half of them. But no, do you I, have a book about that or no? I do have a book. You should get the relationship dismount. Dismount. How dismount. to stick okay. the landing when exiting a toxic relationship. It has a full workbook in the back of the book. You should you should work with that. Beautiful. And then Beautiful. my uh, my latest book is The Shrouded Lighthouse. All you have to do is go to theshroudedlighthouse.com. It has 100 questions in the back of the book. That help you wow, navigate this thing too. That's a so, lesson right there. We that's appreciate it. Okay, man. so before I let you go, though, man, before I let you go, why is it that they taking over your show? We need these two hours, man. I mean, I got Dominique is gonna be a bomb tomorrow. Dominique gonna to kill go tomorrow, tomorrow, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, this is the hot seat right now. This is the hot seat. That's all. You, but this is the thing. You should get the three hours a night. And let the other guys before you get the oh, two hours. My brother's programming the station. No, 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 man. No, nah, man. Do let it. me just say, man, we got a cold team over here, man. And I'm in the right slot at the right time. And I'm doing my thing, man. And, and like I said, it's all one big chain over here. Ain't no weak links. We all kill. Song, 
It's all love. It's all love. Thank you, all brother. Right. Appreciate um, you, man. Appreciate you. Yep. All right. Listen, when we come forward, we got True Monger. We got Neek is the night. I'm going with Neek is the night because she's been on the longest. And then we got Nelly who just popped in from Cincinnati, Ohio. We all over the nation right now. People really want to talk about this. I know you're in a toxic relationship with yourself, but what are you doing to help yourself? Reasons. The reasons that we're here, the reasons that we fear, our feelings won't disappear. Disappear. You're listening to the voice of reason with Zoe Williams on KBLA Talk 1580. Back in the building. It's Wednesday. I'm gonna get you over that hump. Man, we live on KBLA. Talk 1580. The voice of reason. We're gonna ask the questions nobody else wants to ask. This track is called Vamp. Cartoons. C-A-R-R-T-O-O-N-S. Cartoons. That's the name of the group. My gosh. Woo, we wanted to start a whole vibe. We did it with that. Tonight's topic, if you're just tuning in, is your relationship with yourself as toxic as the people you date and or are married to? Let me just say it again. I believe relationship is a, is a mirror, a highly reflective classroom where the biofeedback you get from your partner is your personal curriculum. Yes, yes, I believe that. Carl Gustav Jung believed it too. Everything that irritates us about others can lead to an understanding of ourselves. Relationship as a mirror. Your visions will become clear only when you can look into your own heart. Who looks inside? He who looks inside dreams. He who looks, no, he who looks outside, excuse me, dreams. He who looks inside awakes. When you look inside, you wake up. I am not what happened to me. I am what I choose to become. In my Shrouded Lighthouse book, chapter 13, we talk about self-authorship. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. Carl Young, listen, I'm not, I'm not making this stuff up, guys. Relationship is a mirror. You treat yourself bad, you will be treated bad. You will be marginalized. You will be forgotten. There are no villains. There are only victims. Uh Uh-oh. I know know y'all not ready to hear that. There There are only victims, people. We are all victims of victims. Victims have the seed of victimizing within them. And that's where they get it from. You victimize yourself, right? When you become this, uh, I've all, I'm, I'm only the victim. You victimized yourself. You've, you're now the villain when you hold on to the identity of the victim. 1-800-920-1580, get to your phone lines. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Neek is the night. You're up now. Hey, though. What's up? What's up? What's happening? Um, let's see. I would say that I 
in the chat, I was saying uh, about rating myself or talking down to myself or negative self-talk. I would say I rate myself about a 4.5 because I, I always start, but I never finish. I always get busy. Like I have journals with maybe two or three pages and then blank for the rest of them. Um, it's like I try to fill my day and my life up with things to do. So I don't have to do that. So, you know what I'm hearing? It sounds like you're outcome-driven. You want the outcome, but you never get there. And that upsets you. So I have a yeah. que- I have a question. I mean, is that right? Is is am, am yeah. I right? Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, so uh, then I have a question. Do you enjoy the process? Yes. Because if you, some listen, if you enjoy, the, like if you really enjoy the process, you know what happens? It really doesn't matter if you reach the outcome. So many people are mm-hmm. outcome driven that they marginalize the process. They just want to stand on the stage with the trophy. But people who have worked to get that trophy, please understand that trophy presentation is only a few minutes. When you have worked so hard to win this uh, imaginary championship, right? When you've worked so hard to reach it and you finally reach it, the moment of being acknowledged goes really, really quick. But what it does in that moment, you find yourself reflecting on the process, on the journey it took to get there and how valuable the journey actually is. We live in a society that could care less about the journey. Right. We, we want the end result. And I'm telling you, don't be so outcome driven. So what you didn't finish it? But do you enjoy the process? Does it make you feel good to pick up a book and journal about who you are, what you are, where you're going, what you're about, what you'd like to be about, what you no longer want to participate in? Do you enjoy that? I don't think I enjoyed that. That's my point. That's the problem. That's my point. Now we're back to to the real (laughs) issue. Now, why is that a problem if you know that that could be a solution? Mm. I don't know. I guess it just sometimes it it feels good to not do anything sometimes. There you go. Now we're getting to it. Now, why does it feel good to not do anything when you know doing something is showing up for yourself? How did you get comfortable with not showing up for you? If this process benefits you by participating in it, talk to me. It's okay. There is no judgment here. You're not a bad person because you do it. But the question is, why do you do it? And how do you justify doing it? Because guess what? You're still doing something. You might not be doing what you think you want to do, 
but you're doing something by not doing what you think you should do. Did you hear that? (laughs) (laughs) I don't really think I want to know the answer sometimes. There we go. We getting, this is good stuff. Tell me more. Why don't you want to know the answer? (laughs) Because I might find out or other people might find out. I don't know. I just feel like there's, there should be things that maybe I don't know or people don't know. So then shame. I'll remain shame. How what I'm supposed you? to be. Baby, are you a Catholic? What are we doing? Know. We guilty now? No more guilt. Yeah, I, I was got, raised a Catholic. There you go. We got to break up with guilt and shame. We not playing the shame game. And now we're getting to the crux of the problem. Shame. Can we break up with shame? Can you create a journal that outlines your plan to escape the prison of shame? Shame, uh, uh, Shaw Shame Redemption. (laughs) 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 We got to to get through it. And yes, it's going to be difficult. And yes, it's going to be arduous. It's going to challenge you. But you have to say to you, My relationship with me is the epicenter of all relationships I have orbiting around my spirit. If the relationship with myself is spiritually penurious, poor, poverty, impoverished, then the rest of the relationships will suffer as well. I will attract more wounded hearts And our wounds will dance until they don't like each other anymore. And they start stepping on each other. (laughs) Do you know how this works? Oh, my God. That's my life, though. Okay. But do you see? Yes. All right. I I hope I help. Listen, get that. Please get that book, um, the self-esteem workbook, Glenn R. Sheraldi, Ph.D., the self-esteem workbook glenn r Sheraldi. please get it get okay. it get it somebody put that in the uh link in the chat so she could get that thank you thank you thank you appreciate you sister <laughs> you. yo let me grab my brother true monger we got to do this quick let's go true yes sir what's happening bro uh, oh man another banger of a topic come on brother. Uh, man then talk to yourself uh yeah, I have. Personally, I have. Mm-hmm. And those situations, I had to go back and catch myself and acknowledge what happened. You know, like you were saying earlier, without blame. Mm. Um, just acknowledge what happened. Right. If it didn't work out, it didn't work out. A lot of people get stuck on stuck on that stuff. They're try constantly trying to figure out why, why it didn't work out with that person. I'm like, man. I got to the point where I just learned a lesson from it and kept growing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I take I take a lot of time with myself, whether it's just met through meditation, reading, working out, whatever, and I just go through my thoughts through that. Um, it's been helpful, but I know it's, I still got a long way to go. Um, at the end of the day, I try to treat people like the way I want to be treated is with respect until they showed me something else and I, then I act accordingly. 
There you go. Maybe that's something I still need to work on. There you but go. It is what it is at this point. Man, true monger once again, brother. You have no idea how much I appreciate you, brother. Thanks for calling in. You got a seat at the table. Yes, call sir. in anytime. You want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we're going to continue this conversation to Baton Rouge and Cincinnati. Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. My playlist is my co-host. Can I tell you a little bit about KBLA? KBLA Talk 1580 has got the city of Los Angeles on fire. The whole station. We got the city of Los Angeles on fire. If you're a part of this movement, hey, man, consider yourself lucky. Because when do all the stars align to where it just pop off like KBLA has popped off and just... A little over a year. Oh, man, it's going down in a town. Listen, that track, because people are asking, that track is called Chicken and Waffles Baptist Church. <laughs> Listen, my playlist is varied. Chicken and Waffles Baptist Church. And the end is not chicken and waffles. It's a literal end. Chicken and Waffles Baptist Church. Oh, yes, Church Baptist Church. Okay, Salam Remy. All right, Salam Remy is the producer. And let me just uh, remind everybody tomorrow, October 13th, 7 to 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, the second episode of our special series, Agenda for America and African American Perspective, executive produced by our very own Tavis Smiley. This week's conversation, the state of black youth in America, which is moderated by legendary radio personality, Dominique DePrima. You cannot miss it. I'm off. I appreciate the day off. You understand? It's me. It's hard work coming up with these topics every day. Every day? Yes, every day. I come up with a brand new topic, but I'm off. I get to sit and chill and listen to Dominique De Prima, 7 to 9 p.m., the state of black youth in America. Don't miss it and be sure to vote on or by Tuesday, November 8th. All right, back to the conversation, your toxic relationship with yourself. Let's get the person who's been on the line the longest, Nellie, Cincinnati, Ohio. Let's go. Hi. Um, I think when you get older, things change. And do you think it's possible to not be toxic to yourself? Wait, say again. Do you think what? It's possible to not be toxic with yourself? Oh, absolutely. Yes. You can grow out of certain 
uh, toxic behaviors and toxic ideas, uh, a behavior like negative self-talk, you can grow out of that, right? You, you, can, you can definitely grow in the knowledge and understanding of cultivating self-care, what is called self-care. I typically call, I, I normally call it self-empathy, but most people call it self-care. But you can grow and deepen in your understanding of that. You can deepen in meditation, mindfulness. You can deepen in all of these things. And the more you deepen in those areas or activities, Yes, the less amount of toxicity can exist in you. You're absolutely right. Um, can I tell you when I had a, a pivotal moment? Sure. So for my entire life, I, I enjoy the process, actually, of setting goals. Like, mm. personally, I'm so sorry for the previous caller because she's missing out. Like, that's kind of the fun part of life is setting goals, pivoting, changing, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. My dad used to always push me to do better, do better, do more, do more, work harder, work harder. I'm like, gosh, am I never good enough? Am I never good enough? And the day he died, something changed. Mm. And I'm like, you know what? He only said that stuff because he believed I was capable. Mm. 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 I love it. Keep going. I'm listening. Because so, guess what? Well, no, guess what? I know you're giving the power to your dad, but really the power is yours. Because what if you interpreted it negatively right you could have interpreted that as gosh dad just pushed me dad's never happy with me dad is never satisfied with me what am i like you said what am i not good enough but the fact that you were able to interpret it in a positive way this you that right there you just illustrated a, a power a superpower the power of interpretation you see that you interpreted as no, he believed that I could do anything, which is why he pushed me that way. Mm -hmm. Another person may have interpreted as he didn't like me because I can't do no good. I can't. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, because for 37 years, that's how I did interpret it. And then for some reason, when he died, a switch went off. And mm. I'm like, why did I not see it this way a decade ago? I love it. But, I yeah, I mean, sometimes you need that insecurity that pushes you a little bit, but not to the point to where you don't even try at all. And mm -hmm. I think that's the problem in the world right now is so many people just won't even try. Mm. Like, they'll come and say, oh, I want what you have. Like, I want a house. I want this. I'm like, okay, but you don't want to make the sacrifice. You don't want to put in the hard work. You don't want to – does that make sense? It's like, I don't know if it's a fail of uh, – being afraid to fail right i don't know yeah yeah keep yes a lot of people are afraid so. to fail absolutely and a lot of people are afraid to succeed that's self-sabotage mm -hmm. jumps right in and goes nope you're not gonna win you don't want to win because you're not worthy to win and you'd be like wait i did all the work i've done everything that i'm supposed to do to get here and then you backtrack you step back from the victory because a lot of people don't feel themselves or deem themselves worthy. That's a toxic relationship with self. And then they go get in a relationship and go, go on a date with somebody and buy them some chicken and waffles and try to have a real conversation about how we could get together. It's like, no, you have a whole relationship with yourself that needs to be reconciled. You have to mm -hmm. reconcile that first. Or you're going to track that into the relationship. Does it make sense? 
Um, I, I agree with you a little bit on that, but I hear so often people say, oh, I'm working on myself. You know, oh, I'm working on myself. I got to work on myself. I got to, I got to do it. And it's like, if, if, that's how, that's life. You're always going to work on yourself. You're, you know, like you should never stop. You got to stop and smell the roses for sure and look oh. back and be like, okay, I'm proud. But if you just say like, I got to get my life together, like, okay, am I supposed to wait for that? No, bye. <laughs> But you know what? A lot of people say they're working on themselves just to be saying it. They don't actually have a strategy for how to work on themselves. A lot of people have a very limited self-knowledge toolbox. They only have their norm. And typically their norm is where they came from, how they were raised, who raised them. Whatever tools your parents have, they pass down to you. Your job is to either discard or upgrade the toolbox. So when you pass it on to your kids, it won't be the same toolbox that your parents passed on to you. Makes sense. Yeah. And one day I said to my son, I'm like, I'm like, we're poor. We can afford that. And he goes, Mommy, we're not poor. And I was like, ooh. That, mm. Like, I felt that. So the baby, the baby gave you a tool. He said, wait a yeah. minute, I can't use that tool. Use this tool. <laughs> yeah, but I, I never it. said it again after that. So, yeah, I wish, I wish more young people especially. But I remember being young and being insecure, like the big push, you should be in college, you should be in college, blah, blah, blah. And if you weren't, you could feel bad about yourself. Wow. I don't know. I just wish more young people would go out there and – do something they don't really want to do to get where they want to be, if that yeah. makes sense. Like, yes. to understand you're not going to start off at the top. You don't get out here with a 2021 car. You got to get a 2002, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> hey. then you get to that point of, like, you get to sit back like, I did this. I got this. Let me tell and you, you something. Want, and then you want to share it with other people. Let me tell you something. I appreciate your call so much. Do you know you brought Cincinnati, Ohio into the building in a real way? You have earned your seat at the Voice of Reason on your first call. Call in any time, would you? Well, I appreciate that. And I will be watching more often, too. So. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Right. Call in anytime. Thank you so much. The I'm Voice of Reason is on fire. Listen, if you want to bring your city in the building, all you got to do is call me at 1-800-920-1580. When I return, I'm going to Baton Rouge to my homeboy, Dre. Is it good to you? Good to you. More Voice of Reason with Zoe Williams when we come forward. Come forward. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Voice of Reason. We're getting ready to wrap it up, but we got callers. But my playlist is my co-host. The name of this track is called Best Believe. Hey, you best believe it's slapping. The artist is I Am Nobody. Just such a vibe. This is what the inside of my car sounds like. Heading down Slauson, just... Oops, sorry. I digress. Tonight we were talking about having a toxic relationship with self and how to heal that relationship before we take the toxicity of that relationship into, you know, other relationships. This is what trauma bonding is about. They're 
toxic relationship with self is looking to bond with your toxicity. And there you have it, shadow bonding, trauma bonding. We, we have to stop this cycle. Let me get to my brother Dre from Baton Rouge. So what up? Brother Z- hey, brother Dre, what's up, man? I'm glad you made it. I um I give myself a six because I have to work on my self empathy and I still procrastinate and I'm still formulating my own philosophy of life and I think in my opinion I think it it would work better if we did formulate our own philosophy because I believe my toxic relationship with myself began with my indoctrination and programming into a belief system. Or and or identifying with the toxicity of society, right? That that as well. That's the programming as well. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Because you have the educational system, you have the religious system, and it is just it's all toxic. Because for me, with Christianity, for instance, uh, I don't know the verse word for word, but if you want to follow me, you have to deny yourself and pick up your cross and follow you, but where am I following you? And then you tell me not to lean on my own understanding. Well, whose understanding do I lean on? Because I'm the one that's in this. Well, can I give you a little perspective on that? Please. When it says, lean not on your own understanding, please understand the verse is implying that you have a base understanding, a human understanding. When you get to a higher level of consciousness, you begin to merge with the one consciousness that we call God. But when, you, when you're not connected to that, lean not on that understanding. It's really telling you that there's a higher understanding that, it, like, like for instance, uh, Christians call God, uh, God Almighty, you know, uh, Muslims call him Allah, uh, uh, the, the West Africans say Oludumare, but the reality of it is God is pervasive in everything. God is ubiquitous. It's everything. And when you feel like, listen to what I'm about to say, when you feel like you're disconnected from God, the very term disconnect is a lie. Because you can't be disconnected from that which you are permanently connected to. You're one with source. It's your perception that says, I'm disconnected. Lean not on that understanding, brother. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Makes sense. I got you, man. So I appreciate the call, Dre. Man, you know you can call in here anytime, man. You can call in here anytime, brother. I promise you we got a seat for you, okay? Most definitely. Yes, sir. Let's get over to Georgia. Brother Rio from Georgia. What part of Georgia are you from, Brother Rio? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, salam alaikum, brother. Walaikum as-salam. <laughs> yes, sir. In the part of Decatur, man, the main reason I called is to, of course, add on to your topic. And, and before that, let me just say, man, shout out to Zoe Williams. He's a great speaker. He's a like a great, great author, man. I've been listening to him forever, man. I just want to give you your, your flowers real quick. Thank and, you, uh, brother. Thank and to speak on the topic, brother. And, you know, is your relationship with yourself as toxic as the people you date or married to? Now, that's a deep question, mm-hmm. you know, and how I feel about that is you can't hop into something willy-nilly, you know what I mean, and 
you don't got yourself together right. You know what I mean? So we have to be careful before we just jump into things. You know what I mean? Um, and overall, man, I just wanted to say, you know, having that, that faith, faith is important too. See, a lot of people may be going astray or going out willy-nilly without having really faith because they don't know what they're going into. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I want to ask you the question too, brother. How do you think we can um, get ourselves straight before we go in to a, a relationship with whomever, you know what I mean, and not go into that, that rendezvous with that shadow boxing? You know what I mean? Hey, you got you got kids, bro? Yes, sir. Yes, I have a beautiful seven-year-old daughter. So, you know, kids have phases. Sometimes kids are playful. Sometimes they don't want to be bothered. <laughs> and have you noticed how you're able to just stay steadfast, even regardless of the fluctuation of your child's emotions or temperament? You just stay steadfast. You're dad, right? Yes, sir. Yes, you, sir. You got to be that way with your wounds. You treat your wounds like you treat your kids without judgment. You don't judge your seven-year-old, do you? You just Facts. accept her for Facts. who she Facts. is. You got to do that to your wounds. Just going, going through a phase. That's you know it. I mean? You got to do that yes, to whatever sir. you've been through, and then you got to let it go. It's accept, then release. Accept, <laughs> yes, then sir. let go. Most people don't accept what we resist, persist, and then... What we're resisting, we identify with the opposite of it, thus empowering what we've resisted. Facts. <laughs> hey, Facts. brother, Facts. I appreciate well put. you, man. Well I appreciate put, you. We got to move on, brother. Thank you for the call. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, remember, uh, toxic self-relationship is driven primarily by negative self-talk. The stories we tell ourselves based on all the fixed beliefs We've gathered over the years that we are less than, somehow inadequate or simply not worthy of love, respect, or esteem. It's a lie. You are the truth. You were born with the pen of self-authorship. And until you claim that pen and start rewriting the narrative of less than and start writing greater than, listen, man, you have, it's always been you. Do it for yourself so your relationships can prosper. Listen, my brother Danny Morrison and Robin are about to keep this fire lit. When we come forward, I am off tomorrow. I got a great topic for you Friday, so stay tuned. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.